वेलकम टू चाय पे खर्चा वेर वी हैव कॉन्वर्सेशन ऑन पर्सनल फाइनेंस अमंग फोर एन आर आई प्रोफेशनल्स वर्किंग एट टेक फॉर्म्स थिंक ऑफ दीज लाइक वाटर कूलर चैट्स यू हैव एट द ऑफिस ओनली दिस टाइम यू विल हैव ईशान माधवेश रोहित एंड सिद्धार्थ एज कलीग्स यू विल बी लिसनिंग इन टू बिफोर वी गेट स्टार्टेड अट क्विक डिस्कलेमर वी आर नॉट फाइनेंशियल एक्सपर्ट्स The content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Always consult with a qualified financial professional if you need financial advice. All right. Cool. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chai Pe Kharcha. today siddharth madhvesh and myself rohit we are going to talk about recessions and we are going to talk about interest rates the war happening in many parts of the world how does that impact our investment decisions how does that like what are our predictions on where the world is headed and how are we preparing our portfolios to withstand whatever is coming so let me start by just acknowledging that i am a very avid consumer of news and information matlab main din bhar news articles blogs different sources of information consume karta hu and in the last several months i have been very jittery in the sense that koi bolta hai ki acha inflation ho raha hai interest rates are going up there will be a hard landing 2023 may there was a prediction ki recession aayega itna kuch khas hua nahi latest prediction it seems 2024 mein recession aayega something like never imagined that happened ki there was a war in europe then suddenly like theek hai that war is not spreading out it's not going to become a global issue fir achanak se ek second war ho gaya and now that is also going to have repercussions equity markets you have so many different assets that you can try to get some koi log bolte hain ki yaar cash hold kar lo keep dry powder make your emergency funds really strong there are so many things so much noise happening in the media right and you talk to your friends and you talk to your own networks and i'm sure you get very different opinion so today's topic really is to try and understand how the three of us are predicting what will happen in the next 6 months to 1 year and how are we positioning our own personal portfolios based on our own predictions right big disclaimer to anyone who's listening none of the three of us are market experts investment advisor anything like that this is more about how we are taking decisions for our own investment portfolios given our own personal financial and family circumstances so don't consider this investment advice please do your own research and with that let me open it up first i'll come to madhav i think it's been a while since we heard from you so let's put you on the spot what do you think is going to happen in the world economy what hello all it's great to connect with you all again after a short short pause rohit to your question it's a, it's a very loaded question to answer in a very direct way so i would want to like break down into 
some parts. One is like in terms of recession and then in terms of general volatility that could be due to wars. Of course, big elections coming up. India is going to have a very big election. I feel that is also a big factor in terms of how markets will react. And the third thing is in general, like how the world has been functioning for the past, the post-COVID era per se. I think these three things can help us answer that question in a better way. So in terms of recessions, I, from whatever I've read in terms of books and news articles, there is always 20% of the population trying to predict that recession is coming in the next two or three months. But according to me, I feel like we are in a very different world now from what we were earlier. The biggest value not is not predicting the next decision, but the value is in like positioning yourself always when something like an event like recession occurs, how foolproof is your portfolio. So that even if you take a hit, you don't take a, such a big, which can keep you up. So on those terms, like I try to utilize certain levers there. One is to identify stocks, which will perform really well in recessions as well and have good positions in them. So that like if a recession is my portfolio, those stocks will help me be afloat. Uh, and in terms of macro itself, I feel like I also consume a lot of news. And if you are reacting to each news article, it's going to be really difficult. Especially in times like now where it takes you at least a day to find out whether the news is true or not. But the markets start reacting even before that. So in terms of macro, I take two things very seriously or like guiders for me. One is like the central bank calls, which happen across all the different countries where I'm invested in, the US, India, and Singapore. And also try to understand like how they are positioning the country's objectives and then like try to position my portfolio based on. The other thing is like interest rate movements, which I feel like everyone tracks. And now we are in a cycle where the interest rate movements have stabilized. And I predict it to go down, but not go down so fast because the inflation is quite high. This is going to have multi-level repercussions, especially in markets like US, where like the home loans are through the roof, etc. So people are going to have very sparse cash and in a volatility high environment like pause. So people are going to have less money in general. So who is going to hold cash is going to have the upper hand whenever an opportunity comes. So that brings to my next point where I'm sitting currently on a lot of cash. Mm. One, because uh, the election in India is going to give a good opportunity uh, to enter uh, in certain stocks. Mm -hmm. As well as in the US, I feel like there's going to be, if at all there is, I feel like we are currently on edge. If there's going to be one bigger geopolitical moment, uh, there's going to be a sudden crash coming up. Again, that is actually an opportunity to invest or get questions. So this is my current reading and my current positioning and my prediction. I hope this is not a very big answer. But yeah. No, that's 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 very interesting. I think in principle I agree, but I would love to go into some more details. Right. So you say you're holding a lot of cash. Can you give like a ballpark estimate percentage terms like of your portfolio? What percentage are you holding in cash? Number one. And number two, you mentioned that, you know, there is going to be an opportunity in India with the elections coming up, which I think I, I agree as well. But do you think the way to position for that upcoming event is to build positions today or to wait for us to get closer to elections and then play the market? 
at that point of time. Yeah, I think good questions. Answer your second question first. I think everyone has different approaches and there's no vector or use. My approach is that I try to come up with a set of stocks that I'm really interested in. And mm -hmm. as you all already know, like I do direct investments, not on. So I try to identify a set of stocks and also identify a price where I will be very comfortable to enter in. Mm -hmm. So as long as that price gets hit now or during the election time, I just end. But if that price doesn't hit, I, I just not invest in the stock because then I mean, or I have the, the hope uh, return on investment. So that's the second question. In terms of your first question, so I have not invested a penny in the last three months. I have been okay. selling a lot of positions because they have been like all-time highs. So in terms of my overall portfolio, I think I'm selling on 50% cash. And the rest of the 50% which I've invested, of course, is all in equity. Cool. Then let me come to Sid, Mr. Cash Holder. <laughs> I think you are organically well positioned yeah. for any recessions that might come. I'm for a simple mentality. I am extremely simplistic when I hear you guys. So, firstly, I don't consume okay. as much news. That's a good quality. So, maybe organically, I don't feel the feel the pressure of news cycles. I do know if you watch Salray or Gosop, but I said, I, they don't lead me to make investment decisions, purchase or selling either way. So, I, I'll give a very simple answer to what I do. I generally track interest rates. Track B and A not very closely, but if there are enough news cycles about it, go in a way, but I decide. So if the interest rate is up, I put more money in FDs. If the interest rate is down, then I put more money in mutual funds. So but I simply my way back. To answer your question of my prediction ki recession aega ya nahi aega nahi pata when nahi predict karne ke position ke. but it is the money will still flow follow the the mechanism that I explained and I'll just before I finish I'll add on to it recession might come globally to all countries but might come to specific countries and if it does come to only the US and countries in the West, yes, I don't know if that will happen. But if it, that does happen, it is a opportunity for your investments in India like we highlighted in our last episode. So, I think I am okay either way, mainly because I am mostly cash. And... Do you feel like if there is a recession or more importantly, there's a market crash, stock market specifically, are you prepared to put in a good amount of, basically you're holding, I think, 70% cash if I'm not wrong. Are you prepared to no, put, like what is the amount of money you're prepared to put out of that 70%? A good question. I don't know answer and it will depend on 
what opportunity comes along in terms of specific stock sizes for mutual fund. But if I had to just take a broad point now, I'd say from the 70%, I put in 25-30% more. My own prediction, I think one thing Madhesh, you called out earlier, which very strongly resonates with me, is you should never put yourself in a position that any change in the market will wipe you out. Right? Like you must always be able to fall and get back up and then live to fight another day. So that basic principle, I feel like everybody should adhere to no matter what kind of investor they are. And that ability to remain in the game is what will determine whether you eventually win or not. So the way I am predicting the market, I think in that way, I'm probably closer to Sid. I don't know whether a recession will come. I was pretty convinced that 2023 may something is going to happen. Didn't happen. Now everyone's saying 2024 may Again, I have no idea. Commentary <clears throat> that we hear from the US Federal Reserve is that we'll keep the interest rate at a high level for an extended period of time to bring back inflation under control. And then obviously with the geopolitical uncertainty, elections in India, currency-related issues, all those things, it, I feel like I am too overwhelmed to be able to make any well-thought-out decisions. So I default to my basic concepts of asset allocation. Broadly speaking, I am an optimist in world economy. So I think that over a long enough time, the economy generally goes up, right? Like, Globally, up KCB market ko uthalo. Generally speaking, markets will go up. Whether it is India, whether it is US. There will be dips for which I am positioning some cash, definitely. So I think at this point I am somewhere around 30% in cash. I feel like if there is an opportunity that comes up, I will go up to 80% invested and maybe 20% in cash. Max to max, I've, I will never go down lower than 15% in cash, right? Like 85% invested in equity plus the, like the other things I do is which is mainly REITs, some amount of gold. So all of those things combined will never be more than 85%. So 15% I'll always be in cash. And the hope is that hopefully as my job and I keep getting more money uh, and I keep saving at a decent rate, that 15% will translate into a meaningful amount when you convert it into absolute dollar or rupee terms. So, if 15%, let's say, in percent 15% is equal to 15 lakh rupees. Hopefully, in some time in future, that 15% will represent 30 lakh rupees and then 45 lakh rupees and so on and so forth. So, that is what gives me comfort. And that is where I say, ki, okay, maybe two years ago, if I was in the same position, I wouldn't have considered 15%. I would have probably said that 30% se niche cash to my sakta. But over the last couple of years, because I've saved up more money, that 15% itself is a pretty decent chunk of money, which will take care of my family's emergency needs and day-to-day -day, uh, expenses for like two, three years. So, un ko sochte hue, 
today I am sitting 70% invested, 30% in cash. I might go up to 85% invested, 15% in cash if and when the opportunity presents itself. With that said, my monthly SIPs are going on. I'm a mutual fund investor. I don't pick stocks uh, directly. So those mutual funds, they have their own system. Every month, some money goes and gets invested. So I'm doing that pretty regularly. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's, that's how I'm planning about this whole thing. So I have an interesting question yeah. to you guys. Uh, as I said, like decision prediction Karna is it's a very difficult job, especially as a individual retail investor. Even if you can predict the decision, right? I don't think they can do something big to influence any of the outcomes. It's just, just like trying to understand the information and position yourself in a better. But do you think are we increasing the bubble space? This is in general, not in particular to any like real estate or anything else. Because US has been printing so much money every time we get out of debt and servicing their debt. Are we getting into a bigger bubble every second or are we trying to revalue things every second? Hmm. Because like big bubble means it is going to burst sometime and then the font is going to be bigger as the bubble size is. Or are we revaluating or like adding a newer value based on for example, a tech job 10 years back pay you, let's say, 1 lakh per annum and now it pays you 10 lakh per annum. Yeah. So do you think this this is going to go on at that exponential rate or is it going to crash? I think it varies a little bit by the market and the country also. So obviously, like you know that an emerging market will generally grow at a faster clip than mature market, right? Like, the reason why India has six six and a half percent GDP growth and US will probably have two or three percent GDP growth. So I think that plays a role. Which market we are talking about? It's hard to generalize it globally. In terms of bubbles, I think one theory that has been very fascinating to learn about is this greater fool. Right? It's like, okay, you buy something with the hope that someone else will come along in the future who thinks that the price of what you have bought should be higher and they will be willing to purchase it at that higher price in the hope that who will also want to buy the same thing at a much higher price. So obviously, like if you're not doing the options and futures and short selling and those kind of more exotic things, you're basically just buying waiting for the price to go up and selling, then it is a chain. It is an unending chain because the last person who bought it needs to then find a new person who will buy it at a higher price. So from that perspective and given the fact that a lot of very big money is going into index investments, which basically means that your index many companies you are price already. Because you are doing monthly SIPs, it doesn't matter that company is good or bad. You will cut your account every month and cut your account every month. That fund is mandated that it will copy the index. So, in the index, the companies are, no matter whether they are overvalued, undervalued, that fund is going to buy it. So, I feel like as we are moving more and more towards index-based options, this bubble phenomenon is just growing bigger and bigger. 
now the problem is ki who and what is going to poke the pin in this balloon right like if everybody is just pushing in money every single month and the cycle of buying and revaluation is continuously happening then the thing is you are you are the your you are your greater food right like aaj aap khareed rahe ho 100 rupaye ki cheez 6 mahine ke baad mein you are the one who are, is also going to buy it for 200 rupees and then the next time you are going to buy it for 210 rupees and so on and so forth so i don't have a great answer but i think just the combination of how I... the world works today all these different things coming into play i don't see an end to this bubble i don't see a realistic way how this bubble can ever end yeah i i think i have i i i can guess one potential thing that will burst it probably probably with a tech bias i genuinely believe we are at a generational tipping point yes. so technology does change a lot of things when electricity came a lot of businesses were disrupted and distorted the financial economy got distorted with electricity then with computers think this is that third stage this is my opinion the third stage with generative ai or ai in general which which will change so many things so two things can happen either this will poke the bubble as you said or it will make this bubble go on for way longer than we are at a very pivotal tipping point sort of a place where you can see things we've been discussing offline on music being generated with the one line of english music vocals it is unheard of we already know what delhi can do open ai is the most talked about but there are things outside of what chat gpt is doing which are even more mind blowing if we follow that so yeah i think this this will be that which will sway the balance on the other interesting i actually agree to sits point ki this is an inflection point but mujhe ye bhi lag raha hai ai ke wajah se the the bubble is going to become much bigger mm-hmm. uh, though with the only change that the bubble, bubble is going to be inaccessible for a lot of people mm. but people who are participating in the bubble will make the bubble much much bigger in a much exponential for example tech folks and like people who are not tech savvy are going to be left far behind in the next 5 to 10 years which is again going to have a lot of cascading effects in terms of inequality in terms of wealth in terms of population going down as well mm. so it is going to be a very interesting decade on how the next 100 years like this 10 years will depend how the next 100 years is going to be for human evolution very interesting yeah, i'm i'm glad to be able to witness that um i think we'll cap off with like one last question on how we are preparing ourselves for whatever is to come in 2024 which is to say are you guys thinking about like what assets are you guys thinking about in terms of deploying your cash are you primarily thinking stocks and mutual funds 
or are you also looking into commodities real estate potentially crypto exactly i cannot talk to said without bitcoin or anything else like i'll give you an example in my field i get this platform which allows you to do fractional investment in art there's some company i forget the name uh there are fractional real estate ownership there are fractional like agricultural land and agricultural produce uh like you can invest and farm se jo kheti hoke fasal niklegi when that gets sold you will get some part of that as a dividend or a, some interest rate or something so there are so many different options outside of just the financial markets are you guys looking into any of that to kind of hedge yourselves against some volatility that we are expecting to come in equities i am going to bet big on coal whenever the coal goes down i am going to buy a lot of it in terms of stocks as i said the same funda holds true ki jo bhi stocks mere list mein hai and wo agar mera price hit hua to mai kare if not mai to andar jaunga hi nahi because of course it's a very volatile other than that i think I am venturing a lot towards one-on-one loans, which I feel is like again a good opportunity because if you are investing in a business that you really believe in, the return of investment is going to be higher. So, ahi theme, chizay inke mein dyan dene wala. Real estate, I think it's still not in a place, especially in India. I am not sure about other markets. It's not in a place where you can invest for returns. Of course, if it's going to be a primary residence. now was the good time to buy so other than that yeah gold pay commodity to hai chala ka gold hoga of course this could be in bonds or even like physical pure gold not in terms of jewelry gold bars or god and i also want to finish off with one quote be an optimist when everyone is a pessimist and be a pessimist when everyone is an optimist nice i think this will always hold true so ye quote the i use this try to remind myself of this quote on this for me it's a very bitcoin ki badi ichcha hai ring the bell of mere ko bhi dar lagne lag gaya ki yaar ye kuch hone denge ki koi to bitcoin hai meri ichcha but i'm i'm actually i'll not do it in bitcoin now and just hold on and see what's happening for some time what i want to do and i've been this is irrespective of recession coming yeah was or so and not just for 2024 i've been wanting to do investment in agriculture for some time it's it's more of a wish i've i've not done much more than just talking to people but mai aapse puchunga actually outside of this quality wo piece of land mein in terms of agriculture how do you invest so that that's something and the idea is that i want to invest in something with intrinsic value and the definition of intrinsic value is something that you can use even if the world stops valuing it something like a house or like agricultural land which will produce food which you can eat even if people don't think it's valuable to things like that and yeah that's why agriculture is something that i i'd want to 
delve more into in 2020 i think in my case there are two main assets that i look at outside of stocks and mutual funds one is gold so currently i have about like 4 to 5% of my portfolio in gold i am aiming to almost double that so between 8 to 10% by like early next year but gold price is also close to its all time high right now so that's like a question of timing i might at least end up just doing like a monthly sip in some form of gold either a mutual fund or a bond or could be physical gold like madhu if you talking about the second thing that i do which is already on path to become close to where i wanted to be is real estate investment trusts so i obviously don't buy actual physical properties i invest in reits so at this point of time my reits allocation is somewhere between 7 to 8% and my max reit allocation is around 10% so probably in the next few months maybe like 3 to 4 months i might actually stop putting more money in reits because i will have hit my desired asset allocation there so those are the two main ones then all these other things that i mentioned like there is a platform which allows you to invest in like a picasso painting or something like that there are these platforms which allow you to invest in agricultural land so these are interesting opportunities but i have burned my hands very badly during like the crypto ups and downs in 2021 2022 so i'm very cynical about any such new platform that comes up but obviously that does not mean i want to close my eyes and just focus on one thing and not look at what's happening in the world so as part of my year end review of my assets and my portfolio and my investment plan for 2024 i want to maybe explore some of these opportunities depending on ticket size also right koi koi cheeze aisi hoti hai jahan pe aapka investment karne ke liye aapko 5 lakh 10 lakh rupaye chahiye i might not enter into something like that but maybe there is something jahan pe aapko 10 15 20 000 rupaye mein entry mil sakti hai so those could be worth checking out just to see ki how that is playing out and once i have confidence then i can start building uh, more positions there so i'm keeping my mind open i'm keeping my eyes open and as new opportunities come up i will try to capitalize on that but my absolute limit on any of these more exotic investments is going to be like 3 to 5% of my overall portfolio that's going to be like the absolute upper range which i did not i was not very disciplined about it when i was putting a lot of money in crypto and i paid the price for it so this time i will not repeat my mistake so with that i think great conversation today thank you for your thoughts and contributions everyone we will cap off this episode and hope to see hope to see you all soon in our episode of chat khachas thank you